I'm just having my blood pressure taken, Greg. Okay. All good? Very good. Very good. Okay, great. Because I had low blood pressure when I had my harvest, but it looks normal. Okay. It's on the low side, but you know, that's because you're probably young and fit. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. That's something. <laughs> great. No, you're old and fat. <laughs> I'm just going to move Greg to the other to the desk. There's a desk in this room, so and then I'm not allowed to lift a, a finger now. Okay, you don't anyway. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Hello, my name's Charlotte. Hi, my name is Greg. Together, we are the Cancer Twins. We're siblings, and I'm a Cancerian. And I'm a Gemini. We've both either been through or are currently experiencing cancer and cancer treatment. The reason for this podcast is to share our personal experiences from the point of view of someone who's either gone through and defeated cancer and the point of view of someone who has just started their journey. Yes, and as the person who's beginning the journey, I've certainly found that having someone to speak to who's been through something similar has really helped me move forward. So we're hoping that by making this public, it can help others in a similar position who perhaps don't have someone that they can talk to. Absolutely. Please bear in mind that neither of us are medical professionals. We're not psychiatrists. We're not doctors. We're just two normal people sharing our previous experiences. If you'd like to support us in this journey and keep up to date, please make sure you do share, subscribe and like across all our social media channels and in particular to keep up to date with our podcast or our video YouTube version. All the details are available on the description. Topic of cancer can be a distressing one, so this may not be the right channel for you. Equally, from time to time, we do use bad language. Without further ado, let's begin our chat. Here we are again, Charlotte. How are you? Well, it's a big day tomorrow, obviously, yeah. I'm having the tumour removed. And so I've had a few days off since the last IVF cycle finished. Yeah. Today is also an interesting day because shortly I will be going to the Marsden to have the tumour injected with radioactive dye. Uh-huh. What this does is then they can see from looking at the radiation which specific lymph nodes in the breast are connected to the tumour. So although the mammogram came back clear of my lymph nodes, I guess this is just mm. to remove those lymph nodes at the same time. So this is sort of crunch time now, isn't it? This is the run up to the big moment of finding out more. How are you feeling? Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling like sort of eager to sort of just get it done? Like how are you feeling on the on the sort of eve of, of the op? Yeah, it's a bit weird. I think there's mixed emotions, if I'm honest. I mean, on the one hand, this has been the first lull I've had. I know that it is getting to me because the last two days I have slept really poorly, just feeling a bit yeah. flat. Ag agitated, is, is that how you feeling? Well, I have also felt, I think, this last week quite isolated. From the beginning point of the diagnosis, it was back to back. I was doing things towards these uh, different treatments every day. I was seeing people every day. You know, people were dropping in on me, uh, close family and friends, and seeing if I was okay. And then I made it public to my sort of wider friends and family groups and stuff online on Thursday. I had some really nice moments with people reaching out. There's a positive fallout of this is actually people I 
want to connect with more sort of have been connecting with me but then it's kind of petered out I've been busy trying to plan for the rest of my life as well and I I do feel very much like you know you and I haven't been catching up every day anymore we've reverted to once a week now which is going to be a bit more manageable going forward yeah my mum and dad have just not not really seen them at all this week have definitely been avoiding me I've seen them far less this week than I or really since the diagnosis actually than I did before and they haven't really checked in on me at all and they just live around the corner yeah they live five ten minute walk yeah I know that I know they're avoiding me and that's a bit tricky because I do feel more isolated than normal and I just guess that now I'm sort of suddenly here. I'm here at this moment where I'm going to go and get the stuff prepped today for tomorrow. And I had a conference that I was not speaking at, but I was supposed to attend. But I had to cancel that. And that was a bit, you know, I didn't want to cancel it. So I didn't cancel it until quite last minute. But I was like, I need to cancel this because I definitely can't go into London the day before my surgery for no other reason other than I could get COVID and then my surgery could get cancelled. But also because I have another appointment, as I said today, so getting back for that would be unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of things that is just all a bit weird and it's all a bit much and it's all coming to a head and it's all a little bit sobering. Yeah. I think I am feeling some anxiety. I think tomorrow will be, it, it dawns on me that I'm about to have some kind of quite serious surgery and the concern of how that's going to end up. It's removing a lump that at this point is not bothering me. It's not making me sick. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. It's not like I've got pancreatitis and they're going to remove that and I'm going to start feeling better. It feels really strange. It feels like halfway between a cosmetic procedure that you don't necessarily need but you might want and then the inverse of that because it's definitely not going to enhance my looks it's gonna negatively impact them so well it's, it's gonna save your life though you need to you need to look at that oh as yeah well. it just it's doesn't gonna... feel like do you see what I mean like when you when yeah. you're unwell with something and you know and you need an operation for something um you usually know about it and you you're waiting to get it with this, it's all been just overnight. There's a lump. It's cancer. Yeah. If you don't yeah. get it treated, some point down the road, it will kill you. And if mm. we don't do something soon... If we don't get it out, it's just going to get worse, isn't it? I, I, yeah, well, that's obviously the thing is, it's like this idea that it's going to get worse is a weird concept because at the moment, I have had no... It hasn't done anything to me. Do you see what no. I mean? It's not like I found it because I had symptoms, which I, a lot of cancer patients do have. They don't mm. realize they have cancer until something starts to go wrong. They start to feel unwell. Their body gets interrogated by the doctors and then they find the actual cause is, is, is a tumor. Obviously, I'm super lucky because I stumbled across my lump when it was hopefully stage one. So this yeah. is really positive. But from a mental point of view, it's a really weird concept. because. Yeah, although I know I have cancer, I know that this is a problem. Logically, it still hasn't sunk in because unlike yourself, who is so uncomfortable for you 
it started to impact your life. It did, but I, I think the, the other critical difference is I wasn't diagnosed before I had it out, right? So I right. think that, that that's quite like a critical difference. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And oh yeah, cool, we're gonna remove and everything's gonna be better, right? It wasn't it wasn't the situation where it's we diagnose you with this and we have to get this out right now because it could get worse and the treatment will be a process so I had no fear I was just like yes you know yeah. it's going to be out and this will all blow over you, you see what I mean no um, absolutely that is why it's the opposite scenario mm. in a sense to what you had because you knew that it was uncomfortable you knew you didn't want it there anymore you knew it was impacting your life yes you didn't know yeah. the answer but it was seemed like a simple procedure and once you did as you say life's going to get better it's a weird one for me because I've been told that this is something in me that is going to kill me but there's nothing about my life that feels remotely like I've got this poisonous mass in me. It does not feel that way. My life does not feel different. I do not feel less well. It's very hard for me to conceptualize, actually, when I really try and think about it. And that's why probably I haven't tried to think about it, because what's the point? I just got to do what I got to do. But it is it is a weird moment where I still, it hasn't sunk in. And I I think it probably will only when I'm there on the bed in the medical garment waiting a pre-op discussion with the doctor. That is probably the moment where it will hit me what's about to happen and probably I might feel a bit panicky, a bit of anxiety. And tomorrow needs to get out to then start planning how am I going to get another IVS cycle so I'm going to have other things to worry about once it's out yeah of course my recovery and then what's next so it'll be on to the next thing overall I'm trying not to worry and you know from the positive thing as you just said it will be out they're going to give me certain cancer treatment but we don't know how much I'd need in reality obviously a lot of it is precautionary regardless regardless of if everything comes back perfectly for me they'll want to give me radiotherapy they'll want to give me hormone treatment to prevent some kind of reoccurrence as best they can but we really don't know and so I think the truth is that on the positive note once it's out tomorrow although I'm going to be going through treatment I essentially could be cancer free exactly there you go so within the space of two months and a bit, I've located my cancer and I've got rid of my cancer. Yeah. Well, that's something really positive. I haven't had it here growing in me, affecting me, spreading. We hope. We we don't think. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping. You know, that is a really positive thing. And that's a really positive story. And so 100% after this chapter is ending moving forward towards recovery I will 100% want to speak to other people with their own journeys their own stories and things and the other thing is you know some people they just devalue their own experiences and stories they said oh it's not like yours because mine was only this or I was only that yes don't sell yourself short it's we've all got a story and we we all struggle with these things right and the more we can share there's a value to every story anyway because even if the story was that you found something they tested it 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 was malignant but they could just remove it you didn't need any other treatment and that was it and that was the end of your story that is Mm. still a really positive story because again if I didn't on a fluke come across this lump who knows what the way my story could have gone 
I think people just realizing there's so many different types of cancer. There's so much we don't know about. It, it affects people in so many different ways that there are millions of different stories out there. And you've got to understand them all to really understand this this thing, because as much as there's some really tragic stories as well, like Night Birdie, which was so inspirational, but so tragic, there's also opposite stories where someone had a growth, they got it checked straight away, they were able to remove it. And that was the end. And that's really important as well, because it's important for people to check, it is important for them to get treatment as fast as possible. Because on the one end of the scale, there are these really sad stories that didn't work out. And they can still be motivational. But then there's also stories where people just got the tr- the treatment, the help they needed straight away. And it had no impact really on their life in the long run. And that's great. I mean, the fact that we're even at that point now where people can get cancer and it has next to no real long-term impact at all on them. They just, you know, a bit of emotional anxiety and impact at the time, but they're able to move through it so fast and just be this thing that happened to them but they got through it like that that's great I mean that is great that we we can even have that today because it wasn't that long ago that anybody getting any form of cancer was death sentence wasn't it what I think even 40 50 years ago it's like if you had it yeah chances weren't good so it's, it's definitely come a long way and and historically, people have always had cancer, but no one ever knew what this thing was. What it was. So it was a silent killer. So every story is really insightful and valuable. And so I hope that more people come forward and want to talk and share their story on our platform. Absolutely. And I encourage anyone who is interested in in reaching out and telling us their story, please do reach out to us on on all the channels on Instagram, on Facebook, and just come and sit with us. And if you just want us to listen, and you just share your truth, share your story. I think that'd be fantastic. Okay, so I will hopefully have a straightforward procedure this afternoon. I hope tomorrow will go as well as it can do. And I don't know how much recovery I'm going to need, but I'll try and catch up with you about how the op went. Um, yeah, catch point. up with me. What I hope to be our series finale, as it were, on my my journey. If you've enjoyed the content of our podcast, please make sure to like, share and subscribe to all of our channels. Yes, help us share the word and raise awareness so that more people feel comfortable about talking about living with and defeating cancer. We don't just want to survive, we want to thrive. Well, yeah. welcome to my sick room. Yeah, fresh out of theatre. Yeah. How are you feeling? You seem chipper. You seem fine. Do you know what? Um, it's now 10 to 3. I, well, I came round about 11 and I was ready to leave at half 11. So a kind of similar experience to my first harvest where I came round really well. I was like the first one down. I came round, felt okay, had a coffee coffee is key absolutely a lifeblood at the moment and then I had some food had some water obviously and then I got dressed and I was like right I'm ready to go now and then the surgeon was with other patients obviously so I had to wait so I got some work done okay Um, so you've been well enough to do that like normal stuff normal stuff do you know what was so funny 
the physiotherapist came in, I was like sitting at the desk working and she thought I was a relative waiting for the patient to come out of surgery because she said, oh, um, are they not out yet? And I said, sorry, what? And she was like, the patient for surgery. And I said, I'm the patient. She said, oh, you've had surgery. And I said, yeah, I've been up since half 11. I think it was probably about 12, half 12. I said, yeah, yeah, I've been out for a while now. And she said, you look really good. And I said, oh, thanks. You know, I think she's obviously used to seeing older patients who like mm. having a really tough time still in bed or like still connected to all the machines and everything. And I was just like literally sitting there like, I got work to do. Yeah. I haven't got yeah. time to do it. That, that's nice to hear. That That's, that's yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll just show you. Oh, yeah, the bandage. But you can see. Bandage. Yeah. So so basically, they've removed the tumor itself. It went as well as it could do. They also removed um, lymph nodes that were connected to the tumor. So yesterday, when I had the injection for the radioactive dye, it shows up to them if there's any lymph nodes that are connected, which would be the first channels if the tumor did spread. They yeah. go to those. So as a precaution, they've removed those and those are being sent for further analysis just to check that yeah. there's no evidence of the cancer spreading into those because if it has spread anywhere, it would go there first. So that will inform, you know, long-term treatment prospects. This time they put the cannula in my arm, which is better than the hand. So um, that's good. Um, and and that's it really. I've just been so I've seen the surgeon and they were happy to let me leave, but I'd bled through the first lot of dressing. Yeah. So they okay. changed my dressing. They changed the dressing because they've given me some some blood thinners to stop me from having a blood clot. Blood clot. It also means that um my blood is still sort of was still quite um, thin, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't clotting where they'd um operated so anyway it was only a surface level but they just wanted to check that I don't bleed through this dressing before let me go so the surgeons had afternoon surgery to do so I'm basically sitting around so I've been getting on with some work I stayed up till 2 a.m last night putting together the class work for the teaching or that I'm starting next week just in case I wasn't well enough yeah but I had it all prepared I recorded a the class so that if someone had to cover me they already had it it didn't have to, they didn't have to do anything so I stayed mm. up late doing that um and so now I've just been getting on with other things but yeah so I mean it seems to have gone well I I feel fine not in uh, any pain or anything not really I mean I'm aware of it and they said I'm not allowed to lift anything <laughs> or whatever anyway um, so <laughs> when they said you can't lift a finger can you literally like really hand up with jack like, no, <laughs> it's the best excuse to be like i can't walk pharaoh sorry i'm not allowed to walk pharaoh because Your legs still work <laughs> no because he pulls so i'm i'm oh, gonna be like i can't because he pulls um, so, much. so you're gonna have to take him i'm gonna take the good dogs and you can take the naughty dog all right <laughs> all in all if you're gonna have to experience something like this then um it let it be as, as as simple and straightforward as it was. So that will be it, really. I'll come back for a checkup in a week or week and a bit. Mm. And then I'll, they'll remove all the dressing. I won't see exactly what damage has been done aesthetically for a little while because there's a lot of swelling. So I, yeah. I've had a look and it looks 
pretty good. It doesn't look like massively deformed or anything at the moment. Okay. We won't know fully what the aesthetic impact is on the breasts for at least six months because the radiotherapy that I'm going to have to undergo in this area will also cause swelling. Yeah. So that's about it. So, I mean, all's well that ends well. Let's start our new series to start talking to more people. And one more thing is um, one of the nurses that is dealing with me here, she was a young 20-something cancer patient herself. Oh, It's amazing that she's gone on to become a cancer nurse. That's really nice. That's a nice story, isn't it? It's an amazing story. I've asked her if she'd be interested in coming to speak to us on here to to share her story with other people. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. But I'm excited for the next series to start talking to other people about their journeys and their experiences. But yeah, I'm I'm as well as I can be. Everything went well. No one should be worried. I'm fine. And I'm back to work, as it were. I'm just waiting to be allowed to go home now. Let me go. Cool. All right. Look, I'm glad you've recovered well. You seem in really good spirits and I'll I'll check in on you uh, over the next couple of days and we can start season two and hearing about some other amazing stories, right? Yeah. And obviously I'll just keep updating on the rest of my my treatment and stuff as we go along. But I think, I mean, fingers crossed, essentially, if all goes well, my cancer may be gone now. That's it. It may yeah. be done. Can so, I just not do the hormones now and just like, <laughs> it's done, yeah. it's fine, that's well, it, it's done. Of course, for me personally, my next plan is to start the IVF again, start trying yeah. to get some money together to get another IVF round in before mm-hmm. I have to start my hormone treatment and my radiotherapy. So it's not really over yet for me, obviously. No. It's like a no. new chapter, another stage. Yep. <laughs> Um, but Where the work begins, really, because this is all the follow-up sort of care now. So you've had the thing out, and now it's on to the next bulk of the journey. Now it is. Yeah, and depending, obviously, what the findings are, the final um, review and analysis of everything will determine how close to ending my actual journey is, mm. or whether there's going to be more unforeseen. Well, we can only. Hope for the best, right? Yeah. Catch up with you soon, okay. We'll speak soon. But yeah, I'm fine. So Good. all went really well. Good. All right, then. Speak to you soon. In a bit. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed any of this content, please be sure to like, subscribe to our channels and forward it on to your friends and family. If you'd like to keep up to date, please make sure that you share, like and subscribe across all of our social media channels, in particular with our podcast and, of course, our video YouTube version of the podcast as well. All the details are in the description.